Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us. Great episode today. We have YouTuber Prince's friend on the podcast again. We had a really great time talking to him before, so we're excited to have him back. And real quick... Just want to thank everyone who nominated us for the podcast awards. Uh, those are now closed, but again, we appreciate people who did take the time to nominate us. I have no idea how it turned out. <laughs> I guess we'll be finding out soon if uh, we got a nomination, if we're in the running. We'll have more information for that shortly. Now, let's hop into today's episode. So, as I mentioned, uh, we had Eloy on before, about a year ago, actually, and we had such a fun time chatting, and he actually put out some music that we wanted to have him back on to chat. So, why don't we talk about what he's doing with YouTube and his new music right now. Here's my chat with Prince's friend. I see that uh, about three months ago, you did a Prince music bracket. Which we're big fans of brackets over here. There it is. Uh, so how did that turn out? How did how did the bracket turn out? The, the bracket went fun. It, it was the third time that I've done it. Uh, so I've been doing it once a year, uh, and I started it. I started it in one year. Uh, gosh, yeah, I guess I guess it was two years ago um, that I had started it, and it was the whole month of May where I did a video a day. So I was looking for things to do. And I was like, that's a good four videos right there of just all my brackets and stuff. Uh, but people liked it so much. I did it again in March. I, I decided to move it to March and, you know, get in on the March madness sort of thing. Uh, and then I did it again. Uh, the winner, I believe, of the first bracket was Musicology. Uh, the winner of the second bracket, I believe, was Computer Blue. And then the winner of the third bracket, this year's bracket, ended up being You Know. Uh, so that was, those are the three winners from the brackets that I've done so far. And uh, how and do you determine one, the winners? Is it you putting it together or is it fan voting? The way that, the way that I've been doing it is it's, because uh, the first one I didn't even, I didn't create the bracket myself, the first hmm. one. I found it online. And I'm like, <laughs> let's do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to make a video where I go through the bracket and figure out what I want to do. Uh, then the two following years, I went ahead and made them myself using mm -hmm. criteria that I made up because the first one was very like 80s heavy and stuff. So I was like, I need to make sure there's songs from every album on here and, you know, all that stuff. And it can't be any songs that were on the original one. You know, like I had a lot of criteria yeah. I was working with. Um, so but honestly, no, it's me. And I make some videos of me kind of going through my choices and explaining why I might pick one song over another. And the fun thing about brackets, and I, and I guess it's kind of the same in sports, is that it's not even necessarily that the 100% best song wins. Uh, it <laughs> depends on what the songs are up against. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm like, 
Because sometimes I'm like, you know, you know, would have lost against this other song that was over <laughs> here, but it never went up against it. So right. it won, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, <laughs> it's it's so fun to do those. Uh, I, I also get a huge reaction when I do those because people are like, what the hell? How are you picking that one? <laughs> like, I remember I picked um, I picked Emancipation over Purple Rain and mm. uh I blew some people's minds when they were, <laughs> they were just like, there's no way that song's better. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, you know, one is like, you know, it's like the biggest hit that he's ever had and all that stuff. But the other one is like so much joy and there's so much freedom to it. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's not bogged down by all of the hype and all like, you know, in my brain, I was like, Ugh, in this very moment, emancipation would win. You know, it's like, uh-huh. you know, ask me tomorrow and it might be a different story. Uh, right. Yeah. No, those brackets are so much fun to do. I plan on doing it again. People are like, you should do one all the time. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, we get old if I did it a ton. You know? but- <laughs> well, I've done a few here. And uh, we the last one we did was action comedy bracket. And mm. I mean, I had I had for me personally, I had uh, gross point blank winning, which, you know, that's not that would uh, not have been that right. would not have been my guess. No one else would have picked that one. It's definitely the one I'm picking. <laughs> yeah, I like the first thing that comes to my mind is like Tango and Cash. That's uh, a fun one. Yeah, that was on the bracket. Hour. Rush yeah, Hour and Cop Rush Hour movies. Two are on there. Yeah, and Beverly then, Hills and Cop. It, yeah, and like when I put these together, I I haven't mm. I don't think I've ever used one where it was someone else's doing. I I've kind of just tried to decide how I seed them mm-hmm. to make them work. And, you know, there are certain ones where it's like, you know, I don't say, I don't put Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2 in the same bracket. Rush Hour is in its own, own, well, not bracket, but it's in its own uh, area on yeah. the bracket. And Rush Hour 2 is in the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? That's a yeah. different area of the bracket. So they can end up going up against each other later or whatever. But, like, you know, it, it's... Uh, uh, you have to think about those sort of things. So, yeah, certain things will get farther just because of who yeah. they're up against. Just like with exactly. sports, as you said, you know, a team can have an easy uh, run in their division. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one that I did, uh, the one I did this year, I threw out a question on social media and I said, what's the first Prince song that you think of? Mm. And like, what's the last Prince song that you would ever think of? Mm. And people would give me their answers. And then I took all of the first answers and I took all the last answers Mm -hmm. and I randomized them. And then those ended up being the ones that got seated on the bracket. Mm. So, you know, the first one was somebody else made. The second one I made Mm -hmm. uh, and and by made, it's always random, but I was the Mm -hmm. one that selected the songs. Right. Um, But then it's always random after that. But the third one, I let the, the, you know, I let the, my, my watchers and my listeners pick it, even though they didn't know that that's what they were doing. Uh, I just, I just kind of threw it out there and they were like, well, the first one I'm thinking about is this. And the last one I'm thinking about is that it's funny because sometimes, you know, I had some of the, the same song in, in both things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would just be, you know, when I was randomizing, it would be whichever one it ended up on first, then I would take it off of the other. Uh, so it was it was fun kind of going through it, though. And and it got some yeah. really interesting um, uh, matchups. And, and if anybody's interested in actually checking those out, uh, it, when you go click on the video, I put a link 
so that you can go and download the bracket yourself and do it along. Like that's, that's part of the fun is that the people are doing it along with me mm-hmm. and they're, you know, yelling at me in the comments about my choice versus their choice and stuff. So <laughs> it's a, it's a ton of fun though. Yeah. Um, well, what else has been going on since we last spoke with the YouTube page? Any, any exciting stuff that are, that really you want to highlight? I mean, the, the biggest thing, let me, let me actually go to my channel here. Cause I sometimes forget about whatever. Oh, I have the get... same problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go check out my last few videos mm-hmm. um, and see if there was anything that's like super huge. And now you hear my, my music there. So, so there were a few things I started up, I started doing, and this was something I started just a few months ago and I'm, I'm working on a second season or a second cycle of it or whatever. Um, but, uh, I created a Prince game show, uh, and it's called the friend off mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I basically sent out cause I have, a, I have some channel supporters through Patreon and YouTube membership and whatnot. Uh, so I threw out invites to them and I said, does anybody want to jump on and make a fool of yourself on a Prince themed game show? Uh, and I came up with, you know, 15 questions for five episodes, 15 questions a piece. And, um, you know, pit the people against each other. And it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. <laughs> I even got to invite some uh, for the for the final episode. I invited some uh, other like Prince commentary people, mm. uh, a couple of some podcasters and whatnot uh, onto the channel. You're welcome to come on to the, the, the next season's one. I, I would. Um, I'm sure I'm going to lose. But <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, half the fun was when an answer was wrong. And then we would all be like, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, and obviously my 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 job when coming up with questions is to not make it completely obvious so <laughs> you're right yeah, i mean so. i would not that's where i would uh do poorly i mean i i did have a couple of good moments in a competition setting where uh one birthday part the, the birthday party where i got this shirt mm-hmm. there was a sort of a prince competition uh me and a former guest of the podcast elrinthia carter uh, a good old friend of mine she also is a big Prince fan or big Prince friend. And uh, so somebody pitted us against each other to, from memory, draw different Prince albums. Like they told us the Prince album uh-huh, cover to draw. Yes. Yeah. And I did surprisingly well with that, um, <laughs> drawing that. But um, I, one of them was Love Sexy. And he looked at the, the host looked at it and was like, <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's really close. <laughs> like, yeah, I might have to use close. that in the next season. That's a good the, one. It's um, a good one. The, the I did two drawing challenges. One was draw the prince's love symbol from memory. I gotta do uh, that which one. is which right. is that's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one that I did though was write out slave the way that he wrote it on his cheek from memory. Okay, I can do because that, it, one. and it's a funky way that he did it. Yeah, the L, the bottom line in the L is the cross line in the A. And the middle line for the E. The E, yeah. Yes. And then the S is really big, and then the V is above the line. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, I would know because I'm super into the slave era, Mm -hmm. but but nobody got it on that episode. Wow. They were were all kind of close. But nobody like got it definitely as it was supposed to be. So like that one was an, an amazing fun one uh, to throw out there. And then we were all just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we didn't get it!" You know, yeah. uh, I find that kind of stuff really fun. You know, it's not it's not always about 
you know, uh, like Jeopardy is it's not fun when people don't get a question right. Right. Yeah. Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) They've been working too long to try to do well on that show. But on this sort of thing where it's all just kind of about just coming together and having fun and just, you know, having fun with Prince trivia and Prince knowledge and stuff. It's completely so much fun to just be like, oh, man, I thought that that was on this album. Oh, man, that's crazy. You know, so it's fun. Uh, And like I said, I'm working on uh, questions for possibly doing a second series. So the first series was five episodes. So I'll probably do another five episodes. Um, It's kind of it's kind of sad because they don't necessarily get as many views as some of the other videos that I do. But it's it can a lot build up in time, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, this can give it a little pop. And <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, people go check it out. I, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, mm-hmm. putting it together and doing it uh, is just so much fun. And and mm-hmm. honestly, the biggest thing that we're doing right now is is I'm super excited for Welcome to America, and I just cannot wait for that to come out. That's the uh, thing I was going to actually ask you about because I know oh, yeah. that you did a Sign of the Times Deluxe. Review, um, mm-hmm. which came out uh, seven months ago, that that uh, was, see. four 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 months ago that the the big deluxe thing came out. I guess. Well, okay. Well, okay. So no episode. Oh wait, what am I looking at? Oh, okay. So no, so yeah, it started seven months ago, right? <laughs> but it, but it, I did it over like a few months because it's a lot. It it's a lot. lot. It's what six different. <laughs> CDs or whatever. I had originally just gotten the, uh, I, I ordered the double album just remastered or, or mm. something that had like maybe one CD more than the, just mm-hmm. the double album. And then I was looking at the track listing for the bigger thing. And I was like, I contacted them and said, can I change my order and just pay the difference? Cause I want that. <laughs> I didn't look at that before. Yeah. <laughs> and when I saw that, I had to get it and I loved it. And it yeah, is no, a lot, it, but it it's, rid- I adored ridiculous it. Ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was a ridiculous amount of music. It really, really was. <laughs> also, it was kind of on the expensive side. So I guess I, it was a 40 and slip. <laughs> 40 slip there. <laughs> Worth it. But yeah, it was a little more than uh, your yeah. average box set, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I, I love that. So, but yes, welcome to America coming out soon. Yes, uh, you're excited about it. I'm excited about it, and I'm I might be out of town when it actually comes in the mail, because <laughs> since <laughs> buying it, yeah, I was told uh, I was invited to a wedding. That's like that same day. Oh so, gosh, so of I'm course. like going to be out of. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I got, I'll have to wait a week to with- listen to it. Yeah, I've been talking it over with my wife to possibly attend the listening party at Paisley. Mm. Uh, but like looking at our finances, it's going to cost it's going to cost a lot of money to go there. Um, but like it might even be worth it just to go and experience it in Paisley. Yeah. And like uh, it would just be an amazing time. You know, otherwise, like there's a listening party that there's a group called the Florida MPG that mm-hmm. operates out of South Florida here. So like I could fly to Minneapolis and do all of that, or I could like drive a few hours South and go to like, an unofficial listening party, but not be in Paisley though. Yeah. Oh, you know, like I love going to Paisley. It's like such a magical feeling just being in I gotta go. that building. I it's really want to go. Crazy. I can't wait to go. I know I'll go and I'm, I'm going to get the VIP 
Um, oh <laughs> man, I'm gonna go for that that tour. Let me know when you go, because okay. maybe because maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll try and book something, and I'll go at the same time. That'd I have dope. not done the VIP one. I've only done the normal tour. Yeah. So if you're gonna go and do the VIP, maybe maybe we can make it. We can make it a duo thing. thing. Yeah. Well, one of my best friends, also a big Prince fan, has been because he lives in Minnesota. So he's been to Paisley. He didn't do the VIP, but he told me that when I come up, he'll do the VIP with me. So we can make nice. it a, a tandem thing. Because as I mentioned before, Alrinthia went and did the VIP. Yes. And she was like, it was 100% worth it. So yes. I want to do that. Uh, that is something I have to do. I've never been to Paisley. Even the regular tour is really good. Like yeah. just, you know, the, <laughs> I just can't imagine what else they're going to show me. Like, oh my God, it's probably huge stuff. Mm-hmm. I noticed, oh, I saw on the website that there was one that you can actually like get in the booth and like record yeah. yourself in there. And I'm like, I kind of want to do that just so I can like, you know, as mm-hmm. a musician myself, like the dream would be to like record an album at Paisley. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, oh, are they that doing that? By any, are they are they using the studios for recording? No, because it's 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 a museum at this point, and I don't mm-hmm. think they're using it. I don't think that they're using the 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 studio space as anything other than look, everybody. Prince used to mm-hmm. record here, and they should um, probably keep it that way. I think it's. I mean. <laughs> I don't know because when Prince when Prince would go other places, he would mm-hmm. rent it out. Like there are so mm. one of the things that you see during the tour is you see along the wall. Like there's obviously all of his gold and platinum records mm. and all that stuff, but there's a whole wall which is just this platinum record by REM that was recorded here. This platinum really? record recorded by this person who was recorded at Paisley. Mm. And there's like a whole wall of all these albums recorded at Paisley and how they were all like these huge giant hits for each of the artists i didn't know that well you changed my mind i just i just wouldn't want anyone to change the space too much you know but um i guess i think that's part of it i think the last time anybody recorded in there was um beck did it i think three years ago Mm. um beck actually and he released a thing i think it was a like a I think it was an Apple exclusive, but it was Beck at recording at Paisley. And it's him mm. doing some songs that he's already done, like some of his hits and stuff, but mm-hmm. doing it like re-recording it at Paisley. And um, and some of those songs, like they sound really good, like wow. way better. And it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. So I think he's the last one to like officially record there but i bet if you have a big enough name and you drop enough money they'll yeah. let you go record <laughs> <I'm> there <sure. laughs> yeah okay jack white you can record here exactly <laughs> like if you're back or you're jack white then this is like yes please come in and do it you know <laughs> i'd be dope if uh d'angelo and Questlove could work on the next album there you that know? could be like, cool that, would that be could really be cool. definitely cool um i would love to see that so welcome to america i am excited for it but I know it's going to be a while before I listen to it because I am actually still in the process of getting, of finishing my collection of Prince albums. Mm, And mm. I sort of stalled that almost intentionally just because I don't want uh, to get to the point where there's like no new Prince music to listen to. Gotcha. Um, So that's just like a personal me not (laughs) uh, (laughs) accepting that he's gone sort of thing. But, I uh, when this was announced, I was jazzed because it meant there yeah. was something, you know. There's there is opportunity for there always, not, maybe not always, but for a long time for there to be new music to listen to. Yeah, and so I can get that old stuff and 
go through and, and re-listen to everything. Um, I kind of, I, I think I can get through the 90s. What I want to do is start with the first album. Yeah. And just listen to everything that I have until there's a gap. Uh, and then I won't go past that until I fill the gap. And I think I can get through the 90s now. Gotcha. But it's the early 2000s stuff, like NEWS, hard to get your hands on that yeah. uh, sometimes. Uh, they have that all of that stuff digitally. It's just hard to get a hold of it physically. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of that was one of the things, that was one of the first things that the estate did, I think maybe a year after he mm-hmm. passed, was they put like a lot of his stuff up on digitally mm-hmm. uh and then since then they've been re-releasing it physically like with mm-hmm. reissues and stuff um but a lot of it's been available digitally like on streaming services for a right. while now right i c note is one of the things where i could download two of the songs mm-hmm. from the source i was getting it from it was just like Freegal <laughs> through yeah. the public library uh <laughs> but you couldn't get the other two songs because it's like oh, a four-track wow. thing, so you can only get yeah. half of the album. C-Note so is more like, than hey. four tracks. C-Note is a bunch. Of, I'm bringing it up now. Maybe I'm you. thinking the wrong album, but like there was News something where it was tracks. like half. Yeah. News is four tracks. Maybe that's the one I meant to say. But I just mean they have like mm-hmm. some of the tracks are available, but not all of them. Gotcha. Actually, C-Note, I, it was that I could get more than two of the tracks. They were for C-Note. Because uh, I have a list of like what I have. <laughs> yeah. It's behind me. Maybe I can grab it. Well, I mean, always feel free to hit me up because if I have it and you can't get it, then I can help you out with that. You know, I'm all about giving money to people for things. But if you make it a way, if you don't make it a way that I can give you money for the thing, <laughs> then. You know, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I would, I would prefer to give you money for it, but you know, if you ain't got it there, yeah. Uh, you know, that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't give like, you know, if you were like, can you send me 19.99? I'd be like, no, mm. no, go, <laughs> go buy 19.99. But if you're like, C note, this like really rare album that like nobody can get. Yes, I can totally send you that, and then you can buy a physical copy whenever you get around to it. You know, just so you can hear it, because some of the stuff is just, uh, it, just an amazing. Listen, and C Note has has actually quite a bit of fun things on it. Yeah. Okay. So it's news. I don't have any of. I guess. Okay. C Note. I have an asterisk by it because I have <laughs> some of it. I used to have an asterisk by Chaos and Disorder, mm. but eventually was able to get the rest of those. So I have everything through expectation. Okay, wow. and expectation is two thousand three, right? So and news Which is so is news, yeah, yeah. And then I have so C Note um, is two thousand four, but C Note's two thousand four. So is Musicology. So is Slaughterhouse, right. and so is the Chocolate Invasion. Mm-hmm. So all of that is two thousand four. Yeah, only I have, I have um, I guess you could say three and a half albums that I don't okay. have. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't have any WS. I don't have. Plectrum Electrum or Hitting One Phase One. Really? But I have Phase Two. I don't know. <laughs> I was in a record store and they had Phase Two and not Phase One. I was like, I don't uh, like this. Some uh, people didn't like Phase I One. I don't have seen so, it. So, you know, that is what it is. I think people, 
I think it's not carried as widely because you know it's it's regarded as a lesser. Album, that one's easy to find. I, I I saw it on Amazon. I just uh, uh, am kind of holding off. I guess um, I kind of wanted to be more a little more in order in how I get stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how sure I listened those. to Prince originally. Like when I I because I discovered Prince at eleven, mm-hmm. and um, that's right. You like, talked about it before. Yeah, I'm like, this is amazing. Let's start from the beginning. And I yeah. picked up for you. And then like every time I had money and every time, you know, I go buy the next one. Uh, and, you know, like kind of like what you're saying, like it, I was never wanting for Prince music because he would release something every year mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of my whole life. And and I understand the fear of like, maybe you'll run out at some point. Yeah, but I would say that we are, I will say that we as the Prince community, uh, the the Prince Estate, the, they keep us fed. You yeah, know, like they they do two releases a year is what they've been doing, like yeah. two big releases. Um, and they might not be quote unquote new, but mm-hmm. they'll be but they'll be like super deluxe editions that the album isn't new. Like you know, Sign mm-hmm. of the Times, we've heard it, but there's a bunch of stuff with it. Oh yeah, um, you know, uh, other albums though, uh, you know the. Piano and a Microphone 1983, the uh-huh. originals, um, you know, this one, uh, uh-huh. this, uh, you know, Welcome to America. Uh, there was, there was, there was other ones though that I'm now I'm blanking on, but, yeah. but, <laughs> but like, like they're, they're making a concerted yeah. effort to really get the stuff out there. So, yeah, you know, they like, are. it's good. And that was I how I ended up getting uh, uh, all of the One Night Alone and because uh, One Night Alone live, I've wanted that for 15 years like i've wanted that since mid 2000s but i remember looking and it was like man that is expensive on amazon so i'm gonna have to wait (laughs) so but i finally got it because they re-released it and i felt like this is a more affordable price for me and i loved the packaging and everything was just Mm -hmm. so good so i was like hell yeah let's let's do this i loved it yeah so i i'm i'm kind of surprised i'm only down to three i for some reason thought i had like seven more to get but well, I mean, that's the that's the three for this gap. And then you might, who knows what's going to happen with the next gap. For sure. Um, but yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll I'll check my records and make sure. I'm sure I have C-Note and News. So if you need those. Oh, I'd I can, love those, man. I can, I can kind of, I can send you a link for those. And then, you know, like I said, whenever you get around to actually, you know, picking it up later on. So for your actual collection. Right. Then you can do that. But at least I want you to be able to hear it. On C note, uh, C note is crazy because mm-hmm. C note is an album that is literally soundcheck. It's Prince soundchecking, oh, wow. like it's like, and See, it's that like, stuff is his album to me. of soundchecking is better than some people's actual albums. For real, <laughs> for real. I've uh, I've seen some soundcheck videos that he's done. Um, yes, I mean, I guess there's one popular one that got out of, uh, and it's. It's um oh what song is he doing? Um it, nevertheless, there's like a YouTube video that was making the rounds for a bit of a sound check and everyone was just sharing it because of how great it was. Yeah. And I, I live for that kind of stuff. I like without like it's sort of stripped down, you know, it's like um the live version of the acoustic version of a song. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like playing live stripped down to just the <laughs> band. <laughs> like I want to 100%. Hear that. Yeah. 
Uh, when you listen to C note, there's one of the, my favorite track is Tokyo. So I want you mm-hmm. to, I want you to, to listen to that one. Let me know how much you think of that one because that one is okay. really really good. That's oh. my favorite on there. That's dope. That's dope. Um, have you been listening to uh, all of the Prince podcast? Uh, Torre has a Prince podcast out, and there's some other podcasts out, like the Making of these different albums. Uh, yeah. Uh, what What have you thought of the, any of the podcasts? So I haven't, I actually haven't had a chance to listen to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've been doing mostly, <laughs> what I've been doing mostly is I've been working on music. Um, I've been working on YouTube stuff mm-hmm. and I try to catch the occasional, like I'll listen to uh, podcast juice, mm-hmm. you know, the podcast on Prince, which is not the official Prince podcast anymore. Uh, but, <laughs> mm. uh, but I haven't actually gotten a chance to listen to uh, Torres because I've actually did. Somebody told me that he had been starting to do some stuff. Um, what I learned uh, from my discussions with people who have listened to the making of like when they did the whole sign of the time stuff, uh, is that a lot of those stories that are on the podcast are also in the booklet, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, because they're telling this, they're just basically, you know, giving you a new way to consume these mm-hmm. stories that are actually in the deluxe edition. Like I've read them. I just didn't hear the person. Talk yeah. about them. I've, he- um, I've heard but- the first episode of Torres and yeah. I don't know that there was anything that I hadn't heard before, but he does contextualize it in a way that I thought, made it worth listening to the only the only thing i quibbled with with that episode was at the beginning i guess it's part of the intro i'm not sure if it's like the official intro to the podcast but they were playing all these clips of people talking about prince and one person said this thing that i don't know is actually true uh because it's a phrase that a lot of people have said which is Someone asked Eric Clapton what it felt like yeah. to be the best guitarist. And he said, I don't know, ask Prince. That mm-hmm. phrase has been said so many ways. So many th- First time I ever heard it was in college and someone told me, someone asked Jimi Hendrix who, what it felt like to be the best guitarist in the world. And yep. he said, Phil Keggy. And I've heard Jeff Beck said, I don't know, ask Jimi Hendrix. And, yep. you know, and, and so-and-so said... I don't know, ask Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, like there's, it's a, there's a lure to it. And that was the latest version I had heard. And I was like, there's no way (laughs) that all of these are true. (laughs) No. And it's exactly that you are 100% correct. Like I'm, I I think that it's been snoped. Mm. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's already been like, no, that's not that he did not actually say that. So <laughs> did anyone did anyone say that I wonder? <laughs> uh you know what? It's it's crazy. Uh let me see. Uh no, I don't I think so. Let me see. Cuz I actually just went ahead and looked it up. Um yeah. But I mean, if nothing else, Eric Clapton didn't say it. Right. Um he didn't say it about Prince, but you're right. There's um let me see. Uh, his words echoed what he said, um, where he shortlisted Purple Rain among tracks by Stevie Wonder and Muddy Waters, calling Prince a lifesaver. Mm. Um, he added Prince was a reincarnation of Little Richard, Jimi Hendrix, and James Brown in one. Um, yeah, but yeah, but he I didn't that say the other phrase, but that's a still pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's pretty yeah, on but the no, money. He never said that, though. He never said that. 
So he still said nice things about him. He still said really amazing things. <laughs> really, he yeah. liked Prince. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Which there's, is good, you know. Yeah, we don't need to make up stories, y'all. We can just go with the truth. <laughs> um, Making up stories is so fun sometimes, though. It is, I you know. get people to believe them. And then someone can make a <laughs> horror movie out of urban legends, and then it's fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You mentioned a minute ago you've been making music, and uh, that's awesome. That's really great that you've been doing that. And I got to hear the album. I I really dug it. I was super impressed because I don't know that I realized that you made music or that you were at all, like, (laughs) musical. Uh, So when I heard the album, when I heard you put out an album, I was like, oh, wait, how did I miss that? And then... um, (laughs) <laughs> heard the album and thought like, oh, this is so dope. And I love the song My Siren. That that one had, uh, uh, I mean, obviously there's a Prince influence. I heard a little like, like your voice, your singing voice was sort of reminiscent of Lenny Kravitz to me. And maybe it's yeah. because you both are influenced by Prince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've. It's funny. I've actually only recently started really listening to more Lenny, mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, oh, I see why people think that I sound like Lenny because <laughs> I kind of have that same vibe. Even though, again, I only just recently it's really your own voice, your own thing. Him, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, so it wasn't. It, it wasn't even trying to like be like Lenny. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the 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 influence of Prince is. I think it's important to kind of the foundation of that type of music. It's, it's mm-hmm. funky, but it's rocky, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, but it's also spiritual, but it's also, you know, sexy. And like, that's kind of what you want out of, you know, really good music. And, and yeah, and that's, that's, yes. I, I think that compare, I've been compared to Lenny Kravitz and I'm, I, I'm okay with that. Hey, he's <laughs> so. cool. Lenny's cool. It's funny that you, said that you didn't know that I did music and it and it's because really I was keeping it under wraps for a while mm-hmm. um because I started really working on music like just over a year ago where I like sat down and I said it's time for me to learn as much as I can about music uh and you know kind of use this in, in a way to kind of pay homage to Prince you know and mm-hmm. you know the And the name the, of the band is Strays of the World which is yes. a Prince song Strays yes. of the World Mm-hmm. Which is yes, it, it, it's uh, one of my very, very favorite uh, Prince songs, "Strays of the World." Yeah, yeah, I and feel like it's a good band. deep cut track. One hundred percent, and like I'm not going to call the band 1999. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be definitely be a tribute band. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's exactly. a tribute band already well, with that name. And and I had a I had a discussion with my friend um, Duke, and you know, he was like, you know. I don't know if if naming your your you know your band after a Prince song is a good move because of who what you do like because you make Prince YouTube videos, and you know my response to that was if my music was if I was trying to sound like Prince then I would be like no I definitely can't do it, um, but you know since my since the music that I make I don't think that, I think it's definitely you can tell that Prince influenced it but it's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like Prince. Right, right. Uh, I feel like that's okay, and it, and it, it becomes more of an homage to Prince. And you know, the name "Strays of the World," you know, as well for me, like it means a lot because the entire idea of it was to kind of uh, make music that you know you don't hear everywhere, and that mm-hmm. you know, it's like 
I want to, and I, if you, you know, listening to the album, there's a lot of different feels and moods and, and like mm-hmm. types of music on there. So, you know, the entire idea was to make an album that, you know, you know, anybody could pick it up and there'd be something on there that they'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, essentially trying to create, you know, a home for these people who are like, I don't like the thing that I want to hear. It's not out there. Uh-huh. And, but it's, oh, but it's, but it's there. It's right now it's on this album, you know, and it's, and it's 12 songs and in true, you know, Prince homage fashion, 11 of the songs I did everything myself. Cool. So singing guitars, drums, you know, everything, bass, um, you know, all the programming and ev- like the mixing and the mastering, like I did everything. Wow. Uh, Cause I, I felt like that was important for, you know, the overall musical journey that I am currently on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then the one song that I didn't do all just by myself was um, the cover of the Smashing Pumpkin song of a door uh, that, that me and a couple of my friends did, uh, you know, members of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, and it's, gosh, you know, it's, it's so funny. It's like 12 tracks. People don't even release albums anymore, but I was like, I need this to be an actual album experience that tells a story and brings you on a journey, mm-hmm. you know, and like, maybe I'll release some singles later on, but like if my first effort needs to be an actual album is how I felt. You that's know? a cool, that's a cool approach. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we come from that era where you went to the store and you bought an album yeah. <laughs> and that has that has some nostalgia doing it that way has some nostalgia for us. And I, and that, that makes it feel legit because there's something deeper to the experience of music for for people than just what's in our ears. Uh, it's, it's also that like, Oh, I used to love going to the store and just, and, and buy, I mean, I remember the first time I bought albums, you know, like the, the, I bought the revival by Tony, Tony, Tony on cassette and the skillet by the time. At the same, like mm. the same day, those are my first albums, and I remember <laughs> that, you know. But I don't know that I remember the first album I downloaded from iTunes, right? <laughs> you know, but it was still a special thing. I wanted to listen to the album, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't more know. Re- I more remember songs that you know, albums and stuff that I that I didn't download from a store, like <laughs> like yeah. one of, <laughs> like one of the biggest things I remember was like. There was a Smashing Pumpkins album. Uh, it was called The Friends and Enemy. It was M- Machina 2, The Friends and Enemy of Modern Music. Uh, and it was their album that they released on Napster themselves because their record company was, was you know, jerking them around. And they were just like not wanting to release the album. They're like, well, we'll just put it online for free. <laughs> and, and they were actually one of the very first bands to actually do that, to actually utilize Napster. They're like, well... This is where people are getting music from anyway. So here's an album, yeah. you know, and, it was, <laughs> and like, you know, then their record company was just like, well, then we can't represent you anymore because you're just giving away our profits now. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. No, no that's uh, cool. You know, I mean, uh, th- yeah. and there are special moments because I do remember, I think it was Hail to the Thief by Radiohead where they had like a yeah. special way of releasing it. And of course, everyone remembers you two, uh, you know, putting their album on everyone's iPhone. Um, you know, and I thought that was special. That. I, I don't have an issue. I didn't have an issue. It, the, if people were like, well, I don't like them and it's like here and it's showing up in my thing. And I think there are just like 
certain, I don't know if they're type A or, or something, but they were sort of like, but I curate my yeah. catalog and this is showing up in my catalog and I don't want it there and how do I take it out? I don't want to see it if I don't want the album. And it's like, you need to chill yeah. out. Exactly. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know, don't maybe listen it. to it. See if it's good, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, if I but, recall the movie, if I recall that album was okay. Like there were a few songs on there that I thought were pretty good. And then the rest of it was kind of, you know, it was U2 music, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything against it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they, in full disclosure, I mean, I'm on their side just because I'm a big fan, but um, I mean, they're my favorite band actually, but Ooh. I, I know. I know. I, people wouldn't necessarily <laughs> think that they would be my favorite well, band, but they are. He, I actually made a video. Um, I believe it was last Super Bowl, uh, and it was a comparison of Prince's and YouTube's, uh, YouTube's and YouTube's uh, Super Bowls uh, performances mm-hmm. because I, I essentially was looking at like everybody's like top ten list mm-hmm. from like every magazine and every website. And I noticed that on the top of every single one of them, it was either Prince or it was U2. Yeah. And it was alternating depending upon which site you were looking at. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, let's actually like look at them and, you know, let's compare them and see why these are the two, you know, best ones. And uh, it was a fun little video. And, you know, of course, there's always haters yeah, <laughs> there's always there's always people who are like, no, you two is the best, and like <laughs> you uh, you run a Prince channel. How dare you even suggest that somebody is better than Prince? <laughs> Those are like, my two favorites. <laughs> they're both really good. They're both they're, really they're good. Both really good for different reasons, right? You know, it's a it's a whole thing. They they I thought they did a great job, and yeah, Songs of Innocence. Mm-hmm. I don't like as much as Songs of Experience. Um, but and it does have like a. If you know the paint by number way to make a U2 album, that's what Songs of Innocence <laughs> maybe feels like to a certain degree. But there's some songs yeah. on there I legitimately like. But yeah, it does feel like is if you weren't as big as you are, is this what you would actually have made? Right, right. Because when people don't have to think about being the biggest band in the world and, and living up to that or living up to what the stockholders want, like, you know, I the, your artistry is going to make you do something differently when when all you're left with is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's what you had with your album because it was your first one and you you were, like you had mentioned, you kind of had been keeping it to yourself that you were yeah. <laughs> doing music. <laughs> so you were able yeah. to do exactly what you wanted, exactly the way you wanted to do it. And you were mixing and editing everything yourself. You're producing it yourself. So... What was that experience like getting to delve into that, especially knowing that Prince was like that as well? Yeah. Um, now you have a new understanding of his experience working on albums. Yeah. Uh, what was it like for you? Well, I mean, even just learning, you know, when I started, I was like, I have a pretty okay singing voice let's start there you know so i took vocal lessons and then you know i started learn teaching myself piano and teaching myself guitar and then i learned that you can take a lot of what you learned off a guitar and apply it to bass and Mm -hmm. it like you know essentially just 
you know, throwing everything at me, learned how to use, you know, Logic Pro uh, to then how to hook it up to my keyboard and I can play my keyboard and stuff, you know, um, like it, it all really, it, it was surreal, honestly. And there was about a two, there was about, there was about a three or four month period where like making music was my full-time job. Like mm. I woke up and I made music and then I went to bed and it was a lot of fun. Like people think that like, you know, it must be really easy to write 12 songs. It's like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, <laughs> you know, uh, actually it's, you know, it took, you know, many months to just learn the skills in order to do it. Mm-hmm. And then like, like I said, between three and four months of just like, nose to the grindstone let's get this done um and you know i think i ended up writing like like 35 maybe 40 songs uh but then these were the ones that really kind of fit the feel and whatnot that i was doing so i've been working on more music even since then um like i was just working on a song yesterday that um that i was like let me i I was like coming up with an idea that i had uh for baseline so i was like let's let's see what I can work on and then created a beat for it and whatnot. Like, it's, it's really amazing. Like, like it really is like, it's, it's like a connection with, to something bigger. I think, I think Prince was on to something, uh, make music and you just get lost in the process and it, and it just kind of takes you over and it becomes, it becomes a thing where like, before you started doing it, there was nothing. And then when you are done, there's this awesome article, this awesome artifact, you know, this music that now you've made. And, you know, I've, it's, it's crazy because only having made music for, you know, just over a year. And, you know, I've talked to like veteran musicians and they're just like, congrats on getting an album out, dude. Cause I've been making music for, you know, 25 years and I've never released an album, you know? Wow, yeah. And like, and it's, it's one of those things, like it dawned on me. Cause at, at first I was really nervous. Cause you know, when you start making music, you start having the opportunity to uh, interact with more musicians. Like mm-hmm. that's, it just happens. Like as soon as you start making music, you start interacting with other musicians, just, it did just gravitate towards you. Mm-hmm. And, and I was always really nervous to be like, yeah, you know, I make music and, you know, so, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, cause uh, you know, even, I think even today I still have, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome when it comes to it, you know, but to, to, to have veteran musicians go like, dude, we listened to your album. It's good. Congratulations. Like, you know, it's, it's not super perfect. impressive. I, yeah. You know. But I mean, to have done it all yourself yeah, and it's the first time you've endeavored on anything like that is incredibly impressive. Well, and I, and I'm super proud of it as well. You know, a, a lot of the songs on there are about my wife, mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> you know, um, and 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 I appreciate you know you're saying that you know my siren that actually it, it that was the first single and we're going to be releasing um, kind of I guess a maxi single I don't think those really exist anymore but we're going to be releasing a collection of remixes of that song oh cool um, pretty soon here I have one of them already uh, and um, a friend of mine uh, who runs the Blue Autumn Studio uh, he's working on another and then I have another friend of mine is working on another. So it's going to be like a small collection of some remixes, you know, while I'm working on new songs, but you know, it's great to celebrate 
you know, the victories that you have. And it's, it's interesting because I think I have the most listens like on Spotify, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, now, you know, cause I, I love digging into like numbers and stuff. So I'm pretty sure I have the most listens of my siren, but you know, I have fewer listens of a song like here for you. I have fewer listens, but more saves, mm. you know, like, you know, when, when, you know, somebody likes the song, they'll hit the little heart on Spotify and they'll save it to their collection. Oh, cool. so, so like my siren has a lot of listens, but, and, and then here for you has maybe half the number of listens, but double the number of saves. Uh, and here for you was, you know, that one. So as much as I said that my music doesn't sound anything like Prince really, here for you was probably the song that I made that I'm like, I am purposefully trying to have a Prince vibe here. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, you know, it was, and, you know, it's more dancey, it's kind of funky. And, you know, like that was the vibe I was going, it's like the one song on there that sounds like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, I don't know, making music and even just talking about making music, it just brings a huge smile to my face. Like, it's just an amazing feeling. And like I said, I'm working on, you know, the next album already, you know, cool. so who even knows when that'll be out. You know, the, the current album's only been out for a month and a half at this point. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I should probably let it breathe just a little bit more before I start releasing a ton more. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Yeah. But, you don't want to, you don't want to uh, clip it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually been considering doing something similar to what the gorillas did. Um, the gorillas with their last album, what they did is they released a song a month. Uh, for a year and then after the year that year was over they released those 12 songs with like four more oh, as cool. an album hmm. like I, that's just, honestly just a really cool idea of how to do an album mm-hmm. uh and you know throughout that month like they're doing the interviews about it and like showing you behind the scenes of recording it and like doing a lot of like really focusing on that one song and Very then cool. they move on to the next one after that and i think that that's a really cool idea And and something that I could definitely get behind a song a month. Isn't that hard. I've written a song in two days before, you know, so um, one of the, one of the songs, actually the first and the last song on the album. So in my head and then wonderful distraction, Mm -hmm. both of those were written within the same three day span where I wrote them and arranged them and produced them and wrote all the lyrics and stuff. And then I had a done song. And I did both of them within the same weekend, essentially. Wow. Um, and um, it's really cool. You anyway. must have a lot of songs. Uh, uh, how many <laughs> do you have? You have 12 on the first album, but in all, yeah. even there's, unfinished there's tw- songs, how many are? There's 12 on the first album. As far as finished songs, um, I have a lot of like 80% done songs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really just about taking it and then pushing it over the edge. Right. I would say if we were to say like, how many done songs do I have right now? I would say probably somewhere around 10 to 15 mm-hmm. uh, that are like done songs, but I, like also the making of music, it, it, it allowed me to kind of understand Prince. Cause a lot of people would say mm-hmm. like, he's got all this music in his vault. Like how come he never released it? And I'm like, because he would put together albums. He would put Mm -hmm. together, you know, songs that strung together to give an Mm -hmm. actual experience and take you on a journey. And you got to do that. You got to be able to, I mean, that's what it's, 
people now probably have a harder time understanding it because so much is about the single. Right. And uh, the rest of the album is not what anyone's paying attention to. They're only buying the, the lead single or the couple of singles that come from the album. They don't necessarily, unless it's like a singer-songwriter type, they're not right. necessarily buying the whole album. But what people have to understand is that back then, and a lot of these singer-songwriters today, and Lemonade is a good example of this too, there is a point to the whole album. The album is a piece of right. art itself. And so the songs have to work together. And someone could right. make 20 to 40 songs, and they're not just going to say, well, these are the 12 best songs. They have to say, right. well, these songs work together as a theme or in some way. They, they sound right together. They work right together. They match in all these different ways, so that's what's on the album. Right. But, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's sort of like, the artist can just say, like, I just don't buy me pulling the song. You know, I just can't, I, I don't buy myself <laughs> doing the song. Yes, so, yeah. And, you know, they don't put it out for that reason. There, There's so yeah. many reasons. Yeah, I, I, I probably, I have a song called Your Secrets that was done, and I have, like, three versions of it, and, like, but I just, like, I, I couldn't put it on the album because it just did not fit. Mm -hmm. But like, it's still a good song. So eventually it'll, it'll see the light of day at some point. Um, but you know, if, with Prince, uh, Moonbeam Levels was that song. Moonbeam Levels was gonna be on 1999 and it just didn't fit. So he mm -hmm. ended up leaving it off. He tried, he, he almost tried to put it on Purple Rain and it didn't work. He tried to mm -hmm. put it on a, Around the World in a Day and it was just like, it just doesn't fit. So yeah. it became one of those songs that just never was released. I don't you know, know that one. I don't much think. Later. Moonbeam Levels? Moonbeam Levels was, um, it was released on the Forever after he passed. Um, the Forever, uh, like it was a greatest hits, but then it also had Moonbeam Levels. Oh, um, okay. I got, don't have that one. Okay. And then if you got Purple Rain Deluxe, the super deluxe Which of I Purple didn't. Rain, that yeah. one also had it. Okay. Um, that... or, or was it 1999? It was the 1999 one that had it. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so get it's all of there, the though. super deluxe stuff. So and I, yeah. because it has all these sort of songs, right. it makes me want to go get that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not three levels, and a half albums that I have to get. It's like <laughs> twenty. But Moonbeam yeah. Levels is one of those songs. Like when you listen to it, you're like, "This is a fully realized, just amazing song." Mm -hmm. How come he never released it? And it's just because it didn't fit on an album. And he didn't come from uh, a time where, you know, if you have a song, just release it as a single. You know, right. um, you couldn't just do it. And the label wouldn't let him do stuff like that. Like yeah. one of well, the things, like he, <laughs> part of his, a lot of people think that all of his beef with the label was just uh, that he didn't own the rights. But it was also right. because they wouldn't let him put out as much work as he wanted to put out. Right. They didn't necessarily want him to put out an album a year. Right. They wanted to make as much money off of one album as they could, mm -hmm. gain, you know, gin up some more interest for more stuff, and then you put out something. Yep. Uh, so they want to bleed everything dry, but when you put out an album a year, you know, then then people move from the previous album, they they jump on the new one, and that's that's their mindset. I don't... Yeah, You know, obviously, if somebody really loves an album and they go, oh, this artist is great, they're going to go 
and look at the old albums too. So right. well, I mean, always... commercially it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. why like Michael Jackson only ever released an album every six to seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why boy bands really worked well. They'd mm-hmm. release an album with eight songs and they'd have six singles off of that album. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, they really do try to bleed those albums dry. Prince would be like, look, here's like nine songs. We can do a couple of singles, but then I already have another album in the works. Right. You know, and that's kind of how I feel, you know, for the, you know, amazing people who have supported me uh, in my musical endeavors, like the latest that you'll get an album from me again will be next year around the same time. You know, it's like, I will make sure that you get something at least every year, uh, if not sooner, uh, you know, cause I'm thinking maybe the next one is an EP instead of a full album. And then, you know, that means you can basically make it in about half the time. So, <laughs> um, and, and I have like, there's so many fun stories to tell and so many like musical things that I'm still learning, you know? And every time I'm learning something new, I'm like, cool. How can I make that? How can I use that in a song now? You know, everything I learn, I'm like, how can I use that in a song? Uh, Because, you know, I, that's what music is to me. It's like, it's, it's learning and it's sharing. And that's what, that's what my YouTube channel always has been. You know, uh, people say that, like, you know, I think I'm a know-it-all and that, you know, I, I know everything about Prince and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm making a video about this because I just learned this and I want to share it because it's awesome stuff that I'm learning myself. So it's definitely not that I know everything already. <laughs> the whole point is that you're going by putting this out. I am learning stuff, you know, like I, to put this out, I researched. Yes. So it's not that, you know, exactly. everything. of course you had to look into it. Some people were just negative. Uh, and cynical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know that one. I definitely know that. (laughs) Well, all very cool stuff, man. Uh, Already we're at the end of the episode. I can't believe it. Uh, But let's let's create something together. I don't know if this could be a bracket or if this could be another another idea for a YouTube video. But... um, I have an idea here because um, recently there was a song that I had heard before, but it just hit me. So you, you ever have those those songs where you listen to the album, you heard the song, but you just weren't paying attention to it at the time, yes. and then like it was like this grenade that hits you as uh, a delayed effect, <laughs> um, like a year or years I've later. Heard that, yes. Well, Power Fantastic has been yes. like one of the like songs that's just really resonated with me in such a big way it hits me so hard it's not a song that i just heard for the first time i knew about it i heard it years ago but um there's something about that song it's so good so i'm i'm wondering what are what are some songs like that and this is obviously very subjective i'm sure not everyone has (laughs) the same experience with every song that we can reference here but uh what are some songs that uh, hit you later. Um, you know, if we're, t- yeah, if we're talking Prince specifically, I would say the, the biggest one that pops in my brain would be act of God. Um, mm. that's from 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing about the album 2010 is the, M- M- Mr. Hayes even said, like, he's like, 
2010 sounds like Prince bought a new keyboard and the album just came from him messing around and figure out what he could do with the keyboard, you know? So, um, <laughs> and so like a lot of the album feels, you know, a little bit the same and, you know, it, it's got the same kind of feel and mood and stuff to it the whole way through. And I remember listening to it when it first came out in 2010 and being like, yeah, this is okay, I guess. <laughs> but it, I don't even think it was until, I, th- I think it was like 2017, I think it was like 2017 was when I, I was like, well, let me pop this album in again. Cause I'm, I'm like on my, like a millionth listen through of like from <laughs> beginning to end of Prince's song. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to 2010 and all of a sudden act of God popped on. And if you don't know act of God, you know, it's like, it's like, bam, like it, it uh-huh. honestly is really, really funky. Uh-huh. Um, and it just connected with me in a way that as soon as I understood it and it like it, I clicked with it, it made me understand the whole rest of the album a lot better. And it made me just like, honestly, I listen to that album all the time now. Whereas before, like I kind of put it on the shelf and I'm like, all right, Prince, I don't know if that one was your best, you know, but like <laughs> now I'm like, I'm listening to it constantly because it just took something in it to click. And then I'm like, I'm all over that. It's like, oh, it's so good. Um, Act of God, go listen to it. It is such a good song. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to. I have to. That's one of the albums that I haven't listened to yet because I haven't gotten all of the albums up to it. Yes. Yeah. So I, and you I, got a little bit too. If you're only on 2003, you got a bunch yeah, more albums to get through. I do. Before you get to <laughs> and you know, that one was one that didn't become available to me until Freegal did that thing. So, um, because that was, I think, one of the hard to find albums for a few years. Uh, for yes. uh, for some people, because I I didn't I wasn't in the NPG fan club because it was too expensive, so I missed mm. all that stuff when it first came out. Right. Um. A lot of and a lot of people did. Um. It, it was a thing. It, it sometimes it was because it was too expensive, but other times it was just because um, Prince didn't necessarily make it easy for you to find him. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you would be, you know, you might be a member of the MPG music club. And then he's just like, no, we're shutting that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're going to love for one another.com. And so you have to sign up now over there. And then he'd have that for a year. And then he'd be like, well, actually though, it's going to be this website now. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, I, I remember I was a member of the original MPG music club uh, in the late nineties and then something happened. And then, like I heard that they did it like two more times after that, but I didn't hear any of those songs because I had already fallen off. I was like, Oh, I guess he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Turns out he was just doing it somewhere else. And I didn't even know. So yeah. It's, like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It was so um, hard to get some of that stuff. Um, yeah. Let's see. What are some other songs that hit me, uh, hit you later? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll say there's a lot from the second crystal ball disc. Mm. Like Calhoun Square, What's My Name, Crucial, and Sexual Suicide, and Good Love. Those all, I heard them. I, now, that was an album that I got pretty soon out of college. So I had been listening to that album for for many years. Right. Um, and uh, it was kind of like the first disc that I guess I sort of resonated with the most. But the second one hit me after his death. Oh, that wow. one that was when a lot of those songs like just started resonating with me in a certain way. I don't know why. Yeah. And then some of those B-sides from the hits, the B-sides track yeah. uh 
Let me see. Let me look. I'm looking right now. Shaka Delica was one that hit me a little later. And 17 days, oddly enough. Really? Hit me later. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, for whatever reason, I think just when I got those albums, because I got a few at a time mm. in the early 2000s, I was just listening to them all the time. Like when I got Crystal yeah. Ball, I was probably also listening yeah. to the B-sides a lot. And so a lot of stuff was passing me because of that, I think. Um, yeah, that's why a lot of people didn't like necessarily emancipation. Mm. Um, people got emancipation. They're like, it's too much music. It's so like, much. It, it's it's too- three hours of music because yeah. he timed though each of the discs on emancipation is exactly 60 minutes long, mm-hmm. 60 minutes and zero seconds. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is exactly three hours long. Um, and people are like, it's just too much. You should have cut it down. And I'm like, no, first off. And this, <laughs> and, but like, uh, but like each one is its different experience and they mm-hmm. represent something. I, if you will watch my emancipation reviews, I like break it all down, mm-hmm. but I, I even did a video that was, uh, I took on that challenge where mm. people were like, it should have just been condensed down to one album. And I said, okay, let's do that. Let's see what songs would survive. If I was like, let's go through it and let's make this into one album. I did that video. It was like a, 20 minute video because it was hard to make those decisions <laughs> right so, you know i think yeah. um you can make you could make i think all of those songs should have been released i yeah. think it is i i am one who believes that if you've got 14 tracks on an album those last two or three songs may take a while to hit with people just because yes. of how we absorb all that new stuff um and then you think when when there's a double album, I think people go like, okay, it's a double album. I'm geared up for a double album. I feel like a yeah. double album's better than a 14-track album in that regard. <laughs> um, yeah. But a triple album, I mean, it's going to take a while for some of that to hit. And yeah. I... There were, I liked Emancipation. I think that is an underrated album of Prince's. Yes, and because uh, there were songs when I first heard that album that I dug, um, the song Emancipation itself being one of mm-hmm. them, um, Dreaming About You might be one of the songs. That's one of yeah. my maybe top 50 print songs. Um, and I, I adore that song. And that one might be another one that hit me a little later, but that's also like middle of the album you know what i mean (laughs) yes so it's that might be why just because it's so long but you could break that down into like three different albums and it would be you know because you could do one that's sort of like the throwback album and you can do like two different sort of approaches with the other two albums but you could do a throwback album because he has some covers on there that are really delightful so it's, it's hard to cut stuff from from that to just make one album exactly well and and it was and it was hard Mm -hmm. uh to do i was able to figure it out uh because i'm uh because i because i also i don't care about making cuts because it's all i mean i think that's the thing too is a lot of people are like when i do even when i do brackets people are like they all win 
I can't pick one over another. And I'm like, no, there's definitely songs that you like more than other songs. Of course, Let's get yeah. real here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's every one of Prince's songs can't be your absolute favorite because that's not how <laughs> that's not how listening to music works. Like, yeah, there's like, tears, maybe. Like, I definitely can <laughs> say because like I just said that I was a, that song was in my top 50 and someone might be like, what? That, that doesn't sound like you like it all that much. But <laughs> number one, Prince has so many songs. So and, many. And secondly, if I were to say, what are all of my favorite Prince songs? Cause I have a fave Prince playlist that I'm working on. It's over a hundred songs. I mean, it has to be eventually. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, and I don't even have everything. And I haven't listened to a lot of stuff because I, I didn't have it originally uh, when it came out. So, I mean, I th- I'm looking now at it, and there are 122 songs on the playlist, and it's unfinished, currently right. unfinished, with songs that I have <laughs> listened to. That's how many Prince songs there are that I love. Yes. And there's tiers to it. You know, they're like your top tier songs, and that might be like, 20 to 40 songs, depending on the artist for me. Uh, and then you're, there's my second tier. So it's like if something's in the second tier, it doesn't mean I didn't like it. Right. I could love that song. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's kind of the thing is, so for me, like I have no problem with saying, well, I like this song better than that song. Because, you know, if I say I like hamburgers better than pizza, I'm not saying pizza's <laughs> dog shit. You know, it's just like, no, it's just like, I like burgers better than pizza. They're both good. And it's okay. I'll eat them both. <laughs> I will eat them both. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you got any other uh, songs, Prince songs that hit you later? Oh, gosh. I think for me, um, I would say, you know, The Vault was, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Vault, uh, Old Friends for Sale was one of mm-hmm. those albums that kind of came out around a time where um, I, w- I, d- I don't think that I gave it like it's just due at first. Mm. And then, um, you know, then, you know, years later, I actually listened to it and I was like, five women is amazing mm. like five women is so good i went in i actually ended up making a video of like this is these are the reasons why five women is a masterpiece it's a prince masterpiece like i ended up having to i had to explain to people why i like it so much <laughs> um but it was it was definitely not one that i like immediately latched onto and, mm. and i think it's because that whole that whole album um it wasn't an album that prince put out Right. It was an album that was put out by Warner Brothers execs who had these songs, and they're like, "Well, I guess let's release them because it's 1999." So right, they were making money off of him, basically. Right. And, and so, he, and it was, was with a bunch of songs that he gave them as a gift, you know. And they're like, "Well, we have these songs he gave to us, so let's release those." And I'm like, "It feel it just felt really crappy." So I bought mm-hmm. it because because of consumerism and because I can't <laughs> not have those songs. Right. Uh, but I remember like you know, also kind of rebelliously not liking them, even though I spent money on them. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And it's also also, like the fact that it's old friends for sale and he didn't have any, that's like, there's something very weird about it. It's ironic is what it is. It's just like the name of it is old friends for sale. Do you realize what you're doing right now? Mm -hmm. Like Like (laughs) by releasing this, you are being the old friend for sale. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's kind of gross that they did that. But yeah, that yeah. album's great. Sarah, Extraordinary. Those yeah. are some classic. Like, I thought Extraordinary was as classic of a Prince song as Insatiable or 
you know, like like scandalous oh, yeah. or something like that, you know, or uh, pink cashmere. I mean, like, uh, yeah, extraordinary had a very, um, it had a very like, how come you don't call me anymore kind of vibe, mm. you know, to it. Like, you know, it, there's there are a few things better than songs where Prince is just like feeling himself on the piano. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, there it is. Yeah, I love that that idea. Not too much out there like Prince feeling himself on the piano. So <laughs> there it is. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jason, for having me back on. It, it Honestly, I love any time I can come on and, and talk with you and just have fun. Super fun chat. Really glad that he was back on. The name of his band is Strays of the World, and the name of the album is In My Head. You can get it on Bandcamp. We have a link in the bio for that. Also, we have links in the bio for his YouTube, youtube.com slash Prince's Friend, and his website. You can follow him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Prince's Friend YT. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Far Picks. We have some mini episodes coming up. Hope you enjoy those. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 